This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're watching The Dorkening. Stay tuned. Hey there, good citizens of Gotham City. You are listening once again to The Dork Knight. This week's episode, we're talking about Batman Noel. It's written by, and the art is by Lee Bermijo. It's uh, inspired by the Charles Dickens immortal classic, A Christmas Carol. So it's a Batman Christmas Carol mashup. Uh, you know, we're going to be chatting about that. And, uh, you know, as always, every episode is brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee. Head on over to GetDeadly.com to get some amazing coffee. It's a local roaster. And, uh, you know, if you want some fabulous coffee, just, uh, you know, head on over to GetDeadly.com. And this episode is also brought to you by the Dorkening Podcast Network. Head on over to thedorkening.com, which you can check out some amazing shows like Retro Red Octopus, Still Token With, Wicked Horror Show, Comics Paradox. There's about 40 shows on the network. There's a ton of awesome people doing a ton of awesome stuff. Head on over to thedorkening.com, which you can see all the latest episodes of all the shows right there. And with that, we're going to be talking about some Batman. and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of The Dork Night, where we tear apart Batman, and uh, we have a hell of a lot of fun doing it. And uh, as always, Brandon, how's it going, bud? It's uh, it's it's going well, Leo. Thank you very much. I, I hope you're doing well as well. I I am as well as well. Uh, Justin. It was hi. a dark and stormy night. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's great to be back on The Dork Night. Um you know, here talking about some Batman books. Uh, real excited about this one we're talking about tonight. Oh, yeah, totally. So uh, tonight we are going to be talking about Batman Noel. This was published November 2nd in 2011, written and illustrated by the fantastic Lee Bermijo. And uh, I have the description here coming from DC Universe infinite and why why they changed it to that and whatever <laughs> so uh this was a new uh new york times bestseller number one bestseller inspired by charles dickens immortal classic a christmas carol batman noel features different interpretations of the dark knight along with his enemies and allies in different eras along with the uh along the way batman must come to terms with his past, present, and future, just like the book, uh, as he battles villains from the campy 1960s to dark and brooding menaces of today while exploring what it means to be a hero that he is. Members of Batman supporting cast enact roles uh, to those uh, for A Christmas Carol with Robin, Catwoman, and Superman, the Joker, and more playing roles that will be familiar to anyone who knows the Dickens' original holiday tale, and there we have it. Batman Noel. Uh, 
I, I have to tell you, I, I ran into this. I, I got hooked on Lee Bermijo. It, it's, uh, I forgot. This might've been the book that, that got me hooked on it. I, I picked this up uh, and his art is just freaking fantastic. I just had to have everything he's done. And I, I've been on a hunt to grab like, like everything. Uh, well, Batman anyway. He did a great <laughs> uh, cover of the Batman uh, 1000, the Detective Comics 1000. He did a really good cover of that one. And um, yeah. he's got this hyper-realistic style. And whenever he is uh, teamed up with Brian Azzarello, you know, that's that's when it's like, you have to watch this. Oh, like yeah. the Joker story that they did and Batman the Damned. Everything that they touch, it's like they are the, the second coming of Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. It's funny you say that too, because when uh when I first went to to read this, I just kind of opened it up real quick and just kind of flipped in the first few pages, and I I hadn't paid attention who who made it, and um because of the artwork, that's when I was like, wait a minute, who who wrote this? Because I thought it was going to be Azarello. I know, yeah. Based on the artwork I was seeing, um and no, most assuredly not, but it's it's still a, a it's a really well done tale. How frustrating were, were those first blue pages of snow when I'm like, is this thing working? Because you know, we did the digital copy. Did, did that get you? Yeah, it did. I was like, oh, shit, is it broken? Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. It's just setting the mood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, totally. It, it's, uh, I just want to forward to one area here. Uh, yeah. So, like, this section here where he's, he's crossing the, uh, the city tops, just, you know, like the womp and, uh, you know, just a runch, 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 you, you know, just reading that you can hear it, you know, it just his artwork just makes it just hyper realistic. You know, he, he just gets Batman, which is, you know, I, I know there've been other awesome Batman artists, but it, this is kind of like, you know, this your guy, huh? Yeah, it, it's it's kind of like you know McFarlane is to Spider Man, Lee Bermijo is to to Batman. Mm. I I feel you, Leo. Uh, my guy is uh, Tony Daniel, so I I, I met him and I, I told him I'm like, man, you are my definitive Batman guy. You're the guy that when I see Batman, that's who I see. So this is yours. You know, this is All your right. guy. Yeah, totally. And, and I mean, Batman Damned uh, was a phenomenal book as well. We'll cover that in an upcoming uh, show. Um, but yeah, it, it's and then all the special covers that have been uh, coming out. Um, and Joker. Joker was amazing as well. Um, but Joker is a big feature in this book as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's... Uh, it, you, you knew he had to be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in a Batman book? The devil, you say. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, you know, this book, it features Tim Cratchit, uh, and, uh, we get Catwoman, Joe Chill makes an appearance, Joker, Scarecrow, the Penguin and Two-Face, uh, Barbara Gordon, Martha Wayne and Thomas Wayne. We get to see the Wayne murder again. And, uh, oh, thank God. I keep forgetting yeah, I why he became Just Batman. For Brandon on that one. <laughs> yep. T tell me tell me about this one though like looking at this page here where you see he's shaking down poor old bob there whose voice do you hear because i'm looking at this and to me this is christian bale batman oh so yeah this batman doesn't smoke cool cigarettes he eats them 
fantastic. I think so. I yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Swear to me. I think he is. Yeah, I think he's literally saying Excuse that. Excuse right me, now. this gravel isn't gonna gargle itself. <laughs> <laughs> You, you know, this Batman is kind of a dick. So, yeah, I could. This Batman? You're not wrong. Sure. <laughs> yes, this one. He's, <laughs> I, he's, I like he's the... not as like, so this came out in 2011. And, you know, four years prior, you you had uh, the Brubaker term. I, I think Brubaker was, was the one who was doing it. And he did the uh, like Batman uh, murderer Bruce Wayne and all that, which is possibly my least favorite storyline in all of Batmandom. And um, you want to talk about Batman as a dick. He's like, oh, yeah, this is my bodyguard, Sasha. I'm sleeping with her. But also, I'm going to send her to jail for my own murder. But I can't tell people that, you know, I, I'm not dead because I'm Batman. I'm like, wow, you're a real asshole. Sounds you know? like a billionaire. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it, and it's just like, what? No, this makes sense. I don't like who this guy is. I'm going to stop reading Batman for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that's the, the epitome of it is we, we need to like our, our Batmans, you know, otherwise it's just the stories don't work for us, you know? Yeah, uh, after you, that, we got Grant Morrison and, and then we had Hush. And I was like, okay, good. Sign me up for this shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, the one thing that, you know, uh, obviously it, it's... Batman is definitely playing um, my mind is uh, uh, leaving me Scrooge. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Batman playing Scrooge. But, you know, where would Tim Cratchit here? Uh, Bob, not Bob, Bob Cratchit. Tiny Bob. Tim is his son. Thank, thank you. It's been a while since. Uh, yeah, no, that's why I'm here, man. That's the only reason I'm here. Oh, <laughs> much appreciated. Um I was but actually in this show this past uh, summer too, so just <laughs> I'm I'm quite familiar with the subject matter. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I I mean uh, Bob is working for uh, the Joker, and uh, Batman wants to uh, use him as bait. You know, is he's just an innocent, you know, with a kid at home. Uh, so you know, I know he has to have go through a redemption arc and everything like that, but you know, it definitely you know. Um, made me feel for for bob and as the story should anyway uh what are you guys takes on it i was confused at first who scrooge was because when they talk about like his boss and stuff like that it kind of threw me for a loop and i'm like wait a minute we're we talking about the joker here or are we talking about batman like who's scrooge then eventually as you go on you figure out who it is and who's going to change and all that and and bob is a huge part of that so but um, it, it's kind of interesting. There's a little like they juxtapose um, who is the person that is going to make him change. But um, like that's that's my first impression of this, that uh, I was not sure who they were trying to say Scrooge was in yeah. in to like a, another point. I wasn't sure if like Dead Man was going to show up or something because I had never read this before. You guys asked asked me to read this. And I'm like, yeah. is Dead Man the one who's going to pop up? But that's that's Batman the Damned. So it's like... <laughs> I didn't even think of Dead Man possibly showing up, but I had also never read this before. Um, I'm like, I'm like, who's who's narrating? Yeah, yeah. And for for me, I actually hit upon the same point of confusion at the beginning. I was actually confused on a, a couple different points uh, because uh, the the name of the book when I started it, I was just like, oh, okay. Um, Batman Noel. I, I don't really care if Superman's in this book or not. It's a Batman <laughs> book. And then I got Boy, would you in. be wrong. <laughs> yeah, and then three pages in, I'm like, oh, Noel. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Uh, but as as I was going along, and because of the way it was being narrated, I think it was 
purposefully ambiguous. Yeah. Um, considering that they were showing Bob, they were talking about Ebenezer Scrooge and a Christmas Carol all together. And we know from what we're seeing that Bob in the story in and of itself, the Batman story, not a Christmas Carol, he's working for the Joker. So right there, we know that the Joker is his boss. Well, we're talking about Ebenezer Scrooge and Bob Cratchit. And then this guy, Bob, all right, we're, we're going to see some weird shit happen with the Joker being nice to him. And we see the story progress the way it does. And it's like, oh, you know, this makes this makes more sense. Batman is Ebenezer Scrooge. OK, I got it now. <laughs> and yes, you're right. I absolutely was wrong. Uh, not Noel. Yes, L. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, obviously, you know, it's you can't have, uh, you know, Batman, you have to make it a little realistic. So obviously he has pneumonia of some point uh, of and uh, the first ghost he sees is obviously Robin. Uh, he, you know, he has his, his tribute to the downed Robin uh, here and uh, just the old suit set they show as well is, is, is uh, pretty cool. He's got pants too, so it's it's. Um, I wasn't sure if this was supposed to be Jason Todd or Dick. Wait, Grayson. Hold, hold on, hold on. Go back one page. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, where was the sh- where was the shot we just saw them? Oh, it does have pants. I yeah. honestly, when I read through it, I thought it was it. It didn't have pants. So, so according to uh, the DC Wiki, it is Jason Todd. Oh, okay. I figured because, I mean, why would why would he be showing up to him like that? And why would he have the the whole like monument kind of dealy? This this predates the Red Hood as well. So or or, actually, no, it doesn't, because uh, that would have been when New 52 was coming out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So it does not predate the Red Hood. Yeah. So you shut your lying mouth. Justin. (laughs) (laughs) So so Jason Todd. Yeah. But um, so Jason Todd shows up as who would be uh, Jacob Marley. Yes, his old partner who who died. Ebony uh, Bruce. <laughs> Why are you wearing those chains, Jason? You'll fucking find out. <laughs> the Joker chained me into <laughs> and then beat me with a crowbar. He me up with chains and then beat me about the head with a crowbar. Uh so the the next ghost that uh comes up is not really a ghost, but it, it plays the part of uh the story is Catwoman, and uh, this is uh, present, right? No, past. Past. It goes past, past present, fe- uh, past, present, yet to come. future. Yep. Yeah, yet to come. Um, and it is kind of cool that they kept the, the gender of the spirit uh, by using Catwoman, because the ghost of Christmas's past is supposed to be a, a woman uh, that, that shows up. So <laughs> considering the fact that there's really one woman in particular that would be connected to Batman's past his the whole start of this it would be Catwoman I mean Martha would probably be some people's go-to but his experiences with her uh ended real quick one night uh in an alley I don't know if you guys are aware of that (laughs) I was thinking Leslie Tompkins they they could do but this how long has Leslie Tompkins been around a long time (laughs) long time like no I mean like as a character because I don't think I became fully aware of her uh until I read uh Cataclysm in No Man's Land yeah she she had been kicking around for a while she got uh, um she was pretty big in like the uh I want to say um the Apero era and um 
like uh, kind of when there was like silver St. Cloud and all that, like, like those that, that had come around um, maybe the Dennis O'Neill, like that okay. kind of era when they were, they're getting into it. So I want to say mid to late eighties. Yeah. That's kind of right. when okay. it, it came in. And then when like Batman, um, the animated series came along and you're like, Oh wow, this character is clearly very important in Batman's universe. So, yeah. you know, and that's, that's kind of where, where she came up and, and she was uh, voiced by, um, our uh, doctor from our replacement doctor from uh, uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. When no when shit. Uh, uh, Pal- went Pulaski? Away and, Pulaski? Yep, we got Doctor Pulaski, and she did the voice of Leslie Tompkins. My God, I can't remember. I can't believe I just remembered her fucking name in the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't no, think I. I, I, don't, I think you... I just lost the ability to tie my shoes because I fucking remembered her name. Well, I'd like to think memory. she's still out there somewhere, you know, in between the transport. You know, you, you know what's pretty sad? I what's can that? tell you the barber's name on Enterprise. Of fucking course you can. Yeah, it's it, Mott. It, it, it's, it's Mott, by the way. <laughs> I only I only know that because of a Mad magazine where it's like you're surprised I get I get uh Picard says this to to Riker. He's like, you're surprised I get advice from my barber. He's like, no, I'm surprised you have a barber. <laughs> That would be surprising for sure. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, we get the, the, you know, if you haven't been catching up, you know, we do have the Wayne murders that, that happen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. See, many years ago when Bruce Wayne was about 10, <laughs> uh, he saw uh, a movie. It's up for debate. Some people think it was a Zorro movie and some people think it was a movie that had Zorro in it. I don't know. And they left, and instead of walking out of the front of the the theater like a you know normal fucking family, in in especially in the middle of an area that the theater is you know directly next to an area known as Crime Alley, that's the route they decide to take. And uh, some dude named Joe Chill sees this rich uh, family walking through and decides to rob them, and uh, he ends up capping Tom Thomas and Martha Wayne in the face and they die right in front of little Bruce. And uh, that sets him on a path to become the Batman. Just in case you didn't know. And and one other thing to say about this, um, you're, you're absolutely right on, on all of that, but we didn't go into like the interaction with uh, Catwoman. She starts getting upset at him because he's not playing along. And she even makes a, um, you know, she's talking about the past and she's like, there was a time where nothing would stop you. Nothing you know, stop you from, from getting me. And she kicks his ass, you know, and, and uh, he's reminiscing about all this stuff while he falls to the ground. When he finally hits the ground after falling off a building, that's when he has this sort of fever dream flashback. Yeah. That Brandon well, it, 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 yeah, it is important to, to note too, that um, part of the reason why uh, old Batsy here is, is seeing, you know, his former dead partner and, and he's having like these fever dreams and stuff is because they're literal fever dreams. He yeah. is sick. He likely has the flu, but because, you know, he thinks he's fucking indestructible because, you know, who else can be the bat? Uh, he's still going out trying to trying to do this thing with using Bob Cratchit as bait to try to catch the Joker. Yeah, which is a total dick move. Yeah, but also a very um, pretty it's a pretty brilliant plot device in order to have um, him experience visions and such. Yes, uh, without it being like the result of being drugged by like the scarecrow or, or some shit like that, like have it be something that he just, you know, has to let run its course. And he's 
just too stubborn to actually like rest and get better. So uh, Superman, uh, he scans him with X-ray and says, uh, looks like pneumonia or possibly something more serious. Like influenza and pneumonia. Yeah. Um, and Superman uh, is, of course, embodying the ghost of Christmas present. Yes. You know, it's all jovial and warmth. And, you know, I don't see any milk of human kindness around him, but I guess he just exudes that naturally. And, uh, you know, the, the whole point of Ghost of Christmas Present is to um, remind Ebenezer Scrooge of, you know, human connection and what it's actually like to partake in one's own life. Um, and, you know, shows him what's actually happening around, like how how his presence or absence has affected uh, the people that do know him uh, or more to the point he's currently connected to. And instead of seeing Ebenezer Scrooge's nephew uh, at, at his party where he's, his nephew is the only person who actually says any kind of kind words about Ebenezer, uh, Batman and Superman are brought to uh, just outside of Bob's apartment where he lives with his son, Tim. Uh, where Batman is is still like just treating this guy like an object, where he's he's dangling him out there for the Joker to show up and potentially try to whack this guy for losing his money. Oh, don't forget the part where he begrudges his son, you know, and, oh, and yeah. he's like, "I plan to scare him so he never thinks of becoming a criminal." You're like, "Wow, what an unlikable prick!" Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. I mean, Superman's reaction is still like so level too, like. Look at the face he's making. He is just like, I'm friends with this guy. <laughs> I mean, it starts off just like, what are you going to do about the boy? And that's when he's like, I'm going to scare him. Like, bro, every day doesn't have to be Halloween, you fuckhead. Like, Ironically, he's holding up a Merry Christmas dad with Batman. And the, 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 the dad's telling him Batman's not a good guy because Batman just beat the crap out of him and set him up so the Joker would find him and kill him. And the kid is is still praising, you know, he's praising Ebenezer Scrooge. He's like, God bless us, everyone, and bless the founder of the feast. And the dad's like, yeah, well, I'm not going to be mean to my kid, but maybe Batman's not the best role model. Right. I mean, uh, and uh, Batman is uh, even smiling in that picture. That's so eerie. Very, yeah. very strange. I, I, I will say one of the things that I... I in in a Christmas Carol and many of the like uh, like films and, and stage plays and stuff uh, based on it, uh, the the ghost of Christmas Present he he is a pleasant character. Like he he is someone who has a good sense of humor. He even like busts Scrooge's chops uh, quite a bit as as they're going along. And uh, one of the things that I really enjoyed was here um, as they're flying over Gotham and. Superman says to him, you know, sometimes I realize that spending so much time above the world makes me forget that there are millions of people out there living their lives, decent lives. I look down and see, and then Batman just interrupts him. You look down on people. And Superman immediately fires back with, not in the same way you do. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, that is 100% those two characters right there. Like, like just and, a and small this is the turn. You know, where where Scrooge turns in the story, it's at the end of his experience with present because yep. it's meant so much to him. Yeah. And, you know, for for Superman to be the, the beacon of hope within 
the the middle of this this tale i mean spot on like absolutely uh you know it, you need somebody like that to contrast completely with the character of batman and who better to do so than than soups um and it's it just shows the the grit the grit that batman still keeps within him much like ebenezer scrooge did like he always felt like he needed to knuckle down and and keep things away and out um and keep himself from getting hurt and batman himself even uses superman's invulnerability to like throw in his face it's like oh yeah showing them your face so they trust you is really easy when bullets bounce off of it yeah and it's like geez bats you know you fucking knew what you were doing when you put on that cape and cowl stop it and uh you know it's it's it, it, I, I'm just like I'm I'm genuinely impressed with the characterizations of both the spirits so far in the story, and just the narration that goes through as it's being told. You know, there there's a there was a lot of of research done to get these two to compare and contrast with the you know a, a Christmas Carol, the first time travel story ever written, and Batman Noel. <laughs> <laughs> uh so we get back to the Batmobile, and uh, there's a bomb set. And uh, that introduces us to uh, the ghost of, uh, you said, things to come? Yeah, the ghost of Christmas yet, to, yet come. to come. So uh, I love this picture here. Uh, Joker bringing, uh, bat dragging him through the grave. Uh, and you uh, catch uh, April 17th there. Yeah, I, I noticed that, but I didn't like bother looking it up. What is April 17th? That is uh, Bruce Wayne's uh, birth date. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. That's clever. Yeah, I had no idea. Oh, yeah, that's I fun. Think. Nothing like a birthday on a fucking headstone. Woohoo! <laughs> it's your uh, classic uh, Joker design that uh, this is this is what um, that we were talking about before the uh, Joker story with Azarello and Lee Bermejo, where um, the the whole aesthetic is what Heath Ledger designed his Joker on. So yeah. you see him and he's frightening. He's clearly a little bit older, but um, just a little bit nightmarish. <laughs> Man, yeah. It, look at those it, lips. Yeah, that is that is harrowing. Like, good I God. wonder how he got those scars. <laughs> You'll get a different story every time, Leo, I tell you. <laughs> Father was a drinker and a fiend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you did that quite well. I've probably practiced it a hundred times. So the only like, thing he says that sounds yeah, like the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the thugs here wearing a uh, Catwoman's uh, mask is uh, a little creepy. Yeah, this is this is kind of interesting. It and um, like some of the faces. That's that looks like Quentin Tarantino to me in in the the corner there. You know, like uh, okay. I don't know. But it's it's weird too because you get like that Dark Knight Returns sort of vibe with like the the Batman tribe, you know, like taking over vigilantism and just like what's going to happen. And and um, on like the next page, you get kind of like the uh, the Batman Beyond and the Joker's sort of vibe. Yeah. Okay. I I I I'm picking up what you're throwing down there. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So if you've ever seen uh, the Batman Beyond uh, cartoon, they had this. Uh, a gang that was uh, attributed to the jokers and um they were just like a bunch of clowns that were walking around yeah it was, it was the, stuff up. the jokers with a z yeah 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 oh man that's so 2000 <laughs> yeah, for sure yeah. 
Uh, I just wanted to point out also in the background. Kane's Electronics. Kane's Electronics. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was trickier to get finger in there somewhere. <laughs> well, so was. Well, they all uh, have fingers. So. Well, was, this is 2011. Was uh, the Bill Finger. Uh, I mean, Bill 2009. It would finger, have been. finger was okay. an industry term, though. Like everybody that worked within the 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 industry especially with the big two they were familiar with bill finger they knew it like i i found out about it years and years and years ago because of wizard magazine and i mean we're talking like fifth or sixth grade that's when i found out who bill finger was and i was like wow that's messed up and i've i've you know i absorbed that and i held on to it ever since because i mean talk about a cautionary tale you know Absolutely. And I think that was that was part of the reason that like Image Comics went the way that they did with all creator owned and stuff, just just because of that cautionary tale. Absolutely. So uh, Joker buries Batman and uh, just the just the Batman digging himself out of the grave is just so badass. And he didn't even say a word, which is just so friggin' creepy. Joker dragging him, like just maybe chuckling a little bit, something. And in, in the the narration is, you know, he doesn't say a word. And I'm like, this is just Joker, who is this tall, lanky Jeff Goldblum looking dude, you know, who's like walking and dragging Batman through the cemetery to bury him alive. That's frightening. Oh my God! Why did no one ever think to try to cast Jeff Goldblum as the Joker? I don't know, but that that's kind of the vibe that I got from it. I'm like, he's he's pretty tall too, so. Oh my god, I can't believe I never thought of that. Yeah, I I, I could see it for sure. Yeah, me too. Be, that's why be I'm being little... so. That's why I'm being so incredulous right now, Justin. <laughs> I could also see him as the Riddler too, because he certainly um is uh different with his punctuation. He's idiosyncratic enough. To... Idiosyncratic with his punctuation. Yes. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Bats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, do you like Silverado? Huh? No? Buckaroo Banzai? <laughs> what exactly is a door, not a door? Uh, so the uh, headstone says, here lies a bat. He died boring, predictable, and nobody loved him. And uh, the uh, tombstone next to it is uh, R.I.P. Rob Lane. And uh, it looks like Robert Lane is a Prime Earth character hmm. in the DC Universe. Uh, Burnout was created by Jim Lee, Brandon Choi, and J. Scott Campbell. First appearing in Deathmate Black. The character Burnout from Wildstorm? Uh, no kidding. New, part of the New 52. Yeah. Wow. I was thinking of, uh, wasn't Burnout one of the Gen 13 characters? It might have been. Uh, you created by J. Scott Campbell. That that sounds about right. First appearance, Supergirl, Volume Six, Number Thirty Three. Oh, oh, so maybe different different character then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But it's. I, I was thinking of Gen Thirteen with like Burnout, Rainmaker, Grunge, Freefall, and uh, Fairchild. It says uh, pyrokinesis is his power. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, it, he lived his life, and it was better to fade away. So. <laughs> oh wait 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 wait! hold on hold on hold on hold on burnout was created by jim lee brandon Choi, and j scott campbell first appearing in Deathmate black however in the prime earth continuity burnout first appeared as part of the new 52 dc universe in supergirl volume 6 number 33 so 
Wow, they went to 33 issues with New 52? That's yeah. impressive. Death, Deathmate, Volume 1, Black, that is a Image Valiant joint, it is. apparently. Yep. There's uh there's three different uh covers that I think there's like a yellow, there's a silver, and there's a black of it. Yeah, and the say. cover artists were Mark Silvestri and Jim Lee. Yeah. Which is is like that's as top as you can get at, yeah. for that time for cover art. It's like whoa. Yeah. So yes, this is the same character from Gen 13. That wow. is yeah, it is. <laughs> um which makes sense because Jim Lee sold Wildstorm to DC Comics. He talks about it in the whole forward to this and how um, Lee Bermejo was part of the internship for Wildstorm at Image Comics. So we were we were kind of talking about that before we got on air and how it was kind of like a little backhanded compliment about yeah. it. it. It was a little weird to read, but I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm starting to come along to Brandon's thought there of maybe not reading the forwards next time so it doesn't influence me on the story. <laughs> I mean, that's actually a, I usually will read the forwards after I read the story because I want the story to stand alone on, on what it is. I don't want preconceived notions. Like I, I, you know, one of my favorite, one of my favorite comics of all time is, is Superman secret identity. And we've, we've gone over that and other stuff, but um, the foreword for it is amazing, but I'm still glad I didn't read it until after I read the, the, the story proper because I would have, I didn't know that Kurt Busiek who wrote it was from the Boston area. And some of it takes place in New England and what have you. And I, I think I like stuff like that, like knowing tidbits about a person before you go in, it can definitely paint how you see it a little differently. Um, so I, I just went in with no preconceived notions, nobody else's opinion superimposed over what I might develop myself. So, you know, just keep that in your back pocket for the future if you feel so inclined. <laughs> You're like, how come Superman went to a, went to a, a Blimpies, you know, and he ordered a he ordered a hoagie. No, no, no. He ordered a grinder. You know, it's... Why the fuck is he ordering a fucking gay dating app? Why didn't he just get a sub? <laughs> you know, when I uh, when I was living in Florida for a little bit, I, I went uh, to the places down there uh, trying to find a grinder and I just I got odd looks. I bet. Yeah, I just you know, wanna, if, 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 if Superman were going to order any kind of sandwich in a place like that, though, you think it would be a hero? Yeah, you would. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like that, but it's got an olive on top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, the tables are turned at the end. Uh, you know, Joker uh, is threatening the Cratchit family, and uh, Bob Cratchit turns and. Uh, takes on the Joker, which we've seen, you know, Batman, the animated series and, and multiple other times where, you know, the, the henchman or the, uh, you know, the little guy turns on Joker. Yeah. But the fun thing is he tries to take him out with a bat. Yeah, that's true. He's Batman in that situation for a couple of seconds, guys. Did nobody else pick up on that? I giggled and giggled and ate several cookies. <laughs> I, I was I was too busy looking at his son who looks like the the cover of the corn album follow the leader. Oh my god. <laughs> Wasn't that Todd McFarlane though who drew I, that? It was either him or Capolo, you know. Oh um, yeah, you know what? I think it was Capolo. But I, I was just looking at him like, is that the kid from the corn album? <laughs> god. Freak on a leash indeed. Yes. <laughs> my god. Yeah, and um, let's see. Jo- so Joker's attacking him with a wrench, and he's making several puns about the the board game Clue with the kid and all that. And it's like, I'm like, man, this has just got to be absolutely traumatizing for this poor little kid. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, 
He's like, it'd be funny, like the kid's like curled up in a corner, rocking back and forth, and Batman's like, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Frank Miller's writing him, then yes. At least, yeah, at least, at least, at least your parents, your dad's still alive. <laughs> Ooh. What does that mean, Batman? Are your parents dead? No, shut up. <laughs> I'm, I'm the goddamn Batman. Written by Frank Miller. <laughs> I thought I thought that was getting into like uh, Lego Batman territory there for a second, but you know that. It makes me think like the two of the worst takes of Batman I've I've ever like come across were were Frank Miller's All Star Batman yep. and the script that Darren Aronofsky wrote for Batman Year One type story that they were going to make into a movie. He was going to have Batman like take place in the seventies, and the whole fucking script it became like a a trope like a meme for a while like before memes were known as memes. Um, all over the message boards, whenever Batman was mentioned, it was always just like, uh, Commissioner Gordon has a beer, then cheats on his wife. That was like, seriously, every <laughs> fucking scene that Commissioner Gordon was in, in that script. It was terrible. Wow. Yeah, just so bad. I'm like, dude, if you want to make the French connection, just remake the French connection for Christ's sake. All right. Don't, don't try to fucking put Popeye Doyle in a fucking cowl and cape and tell us it's Batman. Okay. And for anybody out there that has no idea what I'm talking about, go watch the movie The French Connection. Yeah. You'll figure it out. <laughs> totally makes sense. Gene Hackman's superb in it and has some of the best like car chase scenes in any movie. And oh, yeah. That's his finest, that, his finest they role. Did, they didn't have permits for a lot of those scenes, so they were illegally speeding down those streets, and people almost legitimately got maimed or killed. Oh, speaking of Gene Hackman, he posted a uh, picture today. What? To let people know he's still he's still alive. alive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's uh, just bragging that he. Wow. <laughs> apparently, I think he's ninety-one and uh, he's living in Mexico, and he still uh, rides a bike every day. Greatest actor of our time, of our time, and he's here telling to you, to you, you right here, that these walls, these here walls. Oh, <laughs> I used to know that whole speech. Oh my god. I, I wish I, I wish I knew it well enough to to do the Otis part. Echo you as you was. Greatest <laughs> <you know. laughs> criminal mind of our time. Of our time. <laughs> uh, well, to finish up this book, obviously uh, Bruce Wayne has a, a change of heart at the end, obviously, uh, and uh, he gives uh, Bob Cratchit a job, uh, and uh, with a raise, benefits, PTO, four hundred one k, the works. Uh, looks like he's fixing the window and sent him a tree. Unfortunately, as well. he will not match it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very bullshit. adult joke. <laughs> only, what, what do they match? Like up to 3%? Try 1%, pal. Good fucking luck. Bob turns him down as he was holding out for a management position. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he he does um, he comes around and it looks like he did something nice for the police too. I I couldn't figure out what he did. Like if he got them all booze or something. Like what did he do? Like did I don't he know that he did. I I don't know that he did anything for the cops. It, it's just that it's it's around Christmas time and you know some of them are just finishing up their shift or whatever. I, I don't even think that's booze necessarily because they're in the middle of a fucking precinct. Yeah, well, it, I don't know. It was like some sort of uh, beer-looking glass there at the end, but could be you know, cider. It, it could be, yeah, you know. Could be, but it, it, oh. it's cool because 
on this next page, we figure out who the narrator actually is, or at least the page after that, I suppose. It was the ghost of Thomas Wayne the whole time. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> no, that's Tom Jode. It's actually um, <laughs> it's actually Bruce Springsteen. So. <laughs> oh, the He's boss. the real boss. <laughs> yeah, the boss, if your job was sucking. I, I yes. Like All right. Another one on like, the team. <laughs> I don't like Springsteen very much. I mean, as a person, I'm sure he's, he's fine, but he's I right. just don't get it. It's a generational thing, obviously. Like, everybody I know who's, like, fucking 50 and older, like, Fucking Springsteen's the boss. I'm like, of what? (laughs) Yeah, not music, right? Because can't couldn't possibly be music. (laughs) Guy sounds like he has a fucking hernia when he sings. I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear a song about Batman? (laughs) My parents are dead. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Only song I can even barely like tolerate by him is Glory Days. that's still like pushing it. <laughs> I don't like Streets of Philadelphia. I won an Oscar. Okay, if everything <laughs> that won an Oscar is something I like, then I, I guess I have some catching up to do. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the fact that there was uh, it was Bob telling the tale to his son Tim the whole time, so it was being uh, pushed through the prism of his own personal experience as he was uh, relaying it to uh, little Tim <laughs> in this story. I, I really did think this was going to be Boston brand. I, I did think this was going to be dead man telling kind of like a, a cautionary tale or, or something like that. He's, you know, um, so it did kind of surprise me when it got to the end. The, the cool thing about this for me was that when the beginning was a little bit shaky, I didn't really know what was going on. By the time I got to the end, it all kind of melted, you know, like, like, uh, like uh, cheese on nachos where it's like, you know, okay, it's a little loose, but after you heat it up, it all melts together. And I'm like, all right, this all works now because now I know where we are. I know where we're at. Everything before that didn't make sense now does. Yeah. I, mean, I guess I what think... I'm telling you is I'm hungry. I, I, <laughs> so you melt the cheese on your nachos? Yeah, actually, it's not it's weird. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll try it. It sounds stupid to me, but well, I was raised poor, so you make your own. You know, you get the melt. You get like the 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 bag cheese, and you throw it on the nachos. And oh, you throw it wait, 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 bag wait. cheese. You, Ooh, yeah, this is somebody who didn't get their shit from a block covered in cardboard. <laughs> oh, I grew up poor. Fuck. I you. didn't say how poor. <laughs> Uh, my mom used to <laughs> oh jeez <laughs> she made awesome mac and cheese growing up but she would like go to the deli and get like the the like uh the ends of the cheese yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they they actually at stop and shop they used to wrap those up and <laughs> they would, you'd get them and you're like okay today we're working with baby swiss and fontina <laughs> I, I get thought, it i honestly thought that like our I don't want to say escalation, like de-escalation of, of like, like, oh, I was poor. Like we had, we had like the bag of shredded cheese. Like, oh, I had government cheese that we had to shred ourselves. I thought Leo was going to be like, oh, look who got handouts from the government. We had to leave leave milk out for a month and then scrape the shit with a knife out of a glass ourselves. I I was waiting for it. Well, uh, I I did grow up with uh, milk from the cow though. See, there you go. Yeah, like yeah, I mean, uh, my mom actually is pretty cool. She uh she gave me the uh uh the uh the milk uh tin my dad used to use to uh to milk from. That's cool, uh, man. It's it's like a stainless steel uh bucket. And uh I I actually have I have one like 10 feet from me right now. 
Very cool. Not your dad's. That would be no, weird. That, 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 <laughs> that would be weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wait, I, have I, you been to Connecticut recently? No. <laughs> By the way, maybe you shouldn't put your return address on envelopes. <laughs> <laughs> I did leave the door unlocked for a while. <laughs> Yeah, I lived in Connecticut once for 20, 30 years. <laughs> but that's that's the thing we did. We left our doors unlocked, whatever. We didn't live in Hartford. It was all right. <laughs> well, How wrong up, you were. Yeah, oh, way wrong. <laughs> I remember the first time I went to Connecticut, I went with a buddy of mine to go pick up his daughter because you know she lived she lived there with his ex-wife. And uh, he was like, oh, I just, you know, you want to come with me? It's a little bit of a hike, but like, you know, it, it'd be great to just have the company. I'm like, all right, well, it's several hours, but yeah, let's go. Where are we going? He was like, oh, it's New London. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I, I've i been to New London and I just have to say, why? Like, what the fuck is going on in New London? My, my, one of my best friends is a police officer there. And he's like, he's like, you remember crack? You remember how you thought crack wasn't a thing anymore? <laughs> It's a thing in New London, man. It's a yeah, big well, thing. Well, in New London, they're bucking like, trends and bringing shit back. Exactly. It's like crack never left. It's yeah. better than ever. I'm like, yeah, the crack craze never faded for them. That's all oh, I can say. I, I, I trained there for a bank I was working at, and um, I remember duck, ducking into like a, a bar that they had just off the beach so I could get like a burger for lunch or something like that. And just there's like a parade of like of like just oh know, bikers like, was it, it bikers? was definitely bikers i was trying to think of a nice way to say it thank you you know but it was like like that and and i'm just like i am glad i am indoors currently i i i i'm pretty sure i know the bar you were going to it was always you drive by it and there was always like bikers it's right next to uh um right down the road from the beach yeah, I don't. Um, I don't think the bank exists anymore. It was a Citizens yeah. Bank, but uh, yeah. I, I I just remember being in that city, and we got there, and we picked up his daughter, and we drove back to Brockton. But like he was like, "All right, like we got to get something to eat soon, so we're gonna have we should leave." And I was like, "What do you mean? Why? I mean, I know that we need to go somewhere to eat, but what do you mean we should leave? Like, why don't we just get something somewhere here?" He goes, "Oh no, no, we're not stopping in any place here." For a couple of reasons. One, you look the way you do, so we're not staying. I was like, okay, I think I get it. Is it is it because I'm a I'm dressed a certain way or because uh my my skin tone is a certain way? He goes, a little bit of both. Let's yep. fucking go. <laughs> well, yeah. And but I was like, so we're driving. I'm like, so but why can't we stop at like the subway over there? Whatever he goes, dude, it's five minutes of six right now. I was like, yeah. He goes. Everything oh. here closes at fucking six or seven. I was like, what? Why? It's a Saturday. He goes, because it's a Saturday. Let's fucking go. And I was like, all right, fine, man. Like straight up as we were, as we were getting out of the city, I was just like looking at everything. Close, close, close. Goes, I'm like, oh, what? How bad is it here, man? He goes, I live in Brockton, Massachusetts because I didn't want to live here anymore. How fucking bad do you think it is? I was like, that's pretty bad. All right. I let's 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 fucking that's let's not even moves. the worst town. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, you talk about Gotham and it's like like um it's it's right there, and there's like New Haven is pretty much Gotham. You know? Oh yeah, that's New what I've heard. Yeah, New Haven is bad. Just it's, uh, it's actually called Gotham some sometimes as well. Like uh, it's like the Gotham Gazette and stuff like that. It's like there's there's parts of it. Um, they used to have Club Gotham. 
in New Haven as well. Go figure. Uh, I, I used to uh, work in New London uh, at one point, and there was a story, that bar that you're talking about, uh, right next to it is a street that goes up. Um, and, and there's sort of like, there's this one street in New London that like the, uh, what is it? The one side of it is like, you know, upper class and, and like the good part of town. And the other half is like, like it's a clear division of like, you know, holy shit, you don't want to go walk in there to like, hey, there's people jogging by the beach. Um, but <laughs> this one street, uh, I was reading, uh, there was a, uh, several articles where it, it, it's the drugs and, and the crime was so bad in the street that like the normal people that, that lived on that street, if they were known to like call the police, um, they the people living there would cut the phone lines on the people's house before they go beat the shit out of them. Oh, wow. Wonderful. Yeah. That's, that's so crazy. That, and it's like, like they say, Park Atlanta. Avenue leads yeah. to Skid Row, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. They could use a Batman there for sure. Uh, you know, bless my friend's heart. He's been a cop there in New London for 10 years. And, um, you know, it's uh, the stories that I hear, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, oh, it sounds more like they could use fucking infrastructure more than Batman. But they, they've been trying to clean it up for a while now, and there there are some parts of New London that are good, like Bank Street. They they've been uh, cleaning yeah, up. Really my well. favorite part is the now leaving sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, it's, uh, it's funny because it's beautiful, like when you look out on the ocean and all that, and it's like, and then five seconds later, you see Coast Guard go by with a machine gun mounted on a dinghy. <laughs> you know, I'm not even embellishing. That's literally yeah. what it looks like. Well, I, I, yeah, that whole channel is protected because uh, um, you get subs coming in. Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of times, you know, not grinders <laughs> or heroes uh, or heroes. A lot of times you'll know, uh, you know, a, a subs coming in because you'll hear like the helicopters buzz low. You know, they're just checking the area and stuff like that. So it's. Uh... Oh, God. <laughs> it's an interesting seg segue that we, we kind of went into here, but it's it's so funny that you could compare all of that to Gotham. Yeah. And um, and it's it's pretty accurate, even though Gotham always comes across as being like New York City's analog and all that. And and to an extent it is, but New, New, New Haven and New London and all that. They are older cities as well. You know, it's, um, it's, I mean, that's a solid point. Uh, the funny thing is, is I always kind of pictured Metropolis as New York. And I always thought, and, and, and this might be just because of where I'm from. Uh, and I'm not as enamored of Batman as you guys. So it wasn't like I hoped for it or anything. But I always kind of saw Boston as as like Gotham. Not, not necessarily crime-wise. But just because of like how old the city was and how how mired it is in in our you know our country's history, it's mm -hmm. definitely the kind of place that Bruce Wayne's lineage would be able to trace back hundreds of years the way it, it has in the comic books. Um, and I mean, there's just so much in Boston that you know Gotham is like a shitty city, but also has like some really good like <laughs> like Gotham University is supposed to be like one of the best colleges in. Uh, DC Comics and like go Knights, yeah, and they, and they <laughs> but they have they have like great like medical programs and stuff in Gotham, and part of that is because of the Wayne Foundation. You know, Bruce Wayne does try to work on social programs too, but uh, like I just I think about like all the education and everything that's available in Boston and 
all the facilities and it's like the same kind of thing as gotham uh it's just that gotham has a shitload of whacked out villains that a dude who dresses like a bat will go and beat the shit out of uh because it's so fucking horrible to walk out on the street there whereas in boston you know it can be horrible to walk out on the street but you know sometimes the worst thing you're gonna get is some guy named Sally telling you to go fuck yourself kid <laughs> Well, uh, New Haven, you do have uh, Yale, and you have what the skulls or skull and bones, skull and bones. Yeah, Yeah, George Bush Senior was a member of that, I believe. Hmm. Yeah, fucking bring this conversation to a screaming halt. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, he fought Homer Simpson once. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know what to add to that. I'm sorry. (laughs) He doesn't like broccoli, so. So, so uh, bringing back to Batman Noel, uh, is this? Uh, let's go. Would uh, would you guys recommend it? Yeah, definitely. Especially, it's it's based on a timeless classic. It hits all of the notes that you would expect it to, with unexpected characters playing those notes. Like I said, it, it's it's very muddled in the beginning, and you're kind of skeptical. You're like, I don't know. But then by the time you get to the end, everything melds together nicely. It's a satisfying read. So I, I would say yes. Sounds good. Brandon? Uh, yeah, I would I would definitely recommend this. Um, you know, I, I, I would recommend it to somebody who at least has a passing familiarity with Batman, uh, as well as uh, a Christmas Carol slash Scrooge, whichever, you know, if you're into the musical, if you're into the, the book, you're into an actual like full blown adaptation of the book. Um, so long as you're able to read it and understand the comparison between the two stories going along. I will say um, I didn't think it was muddled at the beginning so much as it was it was purposefully obfuscated, like purposefully. That's fair. It's an unclear. So we were maybe it was it was trying to subvert what we were expecting to happen um, because Batman Noel and you, you know, read any sort of like um, release beforehand. You read a description of it like, oh, it's it's a Christmas carol. And you start to think like, oh joker's gonna be scrooge this is gonna be fucking really weird uh and then they they pull a 180 on you and you know they, it plays out the way it does and i i really love the representations like i said of of the spirits uh as they visited batman in the confines of the story uh and i just i honestly think that having him be sick to experience all of that and like sort of a very surreal fashion was was pretty brilliant it does take away a bit from the fact that ebenezer scrooge was like stone cold sober and very aware of what was happening and he was in denial throughout the vast majority of it uh whereas batman he is always like so laser focused that it would actually take something like pneumonia combined with influenza to knock him on his ass and Mm -hmm. let him be susceptible to what he was going through if anything, I would say like him being as ill as he was may have contributed largely to his change of heart by the end of the story, more so than, you know, some of the people that he came across that that talked to him and, and made him like relive his experience. You know, it, it, it was it was very well done, very well done. And I think it's hard to tell a Batman story that has a lot of the hard stuff that you see take place i mean that is absolutely horrifying when the joker shows up at his apartment like you said that that little boy tim like he would likely be traumatized but to have it end on such a good note and not just with 
Bruce Wayne or Wayne Industries offering Bob a job and and what have you, but that it ends with Tim on Bob's lap and him finishing telling the story of A Christmas Carol. That brought it all, put a nice button on it and reminds the reader like, hey, everything was pretty shitty before this and like it, it looks nice that Bruce did this for this guy but the most important thing was that he was the narrator and he was able to repair his relationship with his son so this cycle will hopefully not repeat like that I felt was like a really great way to end it instead of it just being and Bruce Wayne had a change of his heart grew three sizes <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Let's use the Grinch ending. I just wanted to give a big shout out, Brandon, for wearing the Christmas Batman sweater. Thank you. Thank you. You got to check this, right? Uh, This is one of my favorite parts. It's the bat. It's the bat signal, right? Yeah. But it also has. Where is it? Where is it? Come on. The Batmobile. Oh no! Kidding. Yeah, right there, going through Gotham City. Oh, very cool. If you're gonna wear a winter slash Christmas theme batman sweater uh it really should have the batmobile and i do believe that uh it has all four wheels though oh okay so yes. the joker didn't get away no and uh <laughs> from Rock what i heard it's a it's a rumor uh from what i understand batman does not smell oh okay or if he does he smells fantastic I just remember what um when Kevin Smith was writing uh the Green Arrow and he had um he had uh, was talking about how um, they were trying to bring back uh, Oliver Queen. And he's like, well, do you understand how Batman fastidiously cleans his cape? <laughs> it's like he's just going into it like that. And I was like, yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah, I get it. There's a spot. <laughs> Out damn spot. Yeah. <laughs> Out damn spot. <laughs> now that beats a good uh, Macbeth reference on a Batman wow. podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lots of heads. <laughs> what the fuck was that? It flew right over. <laughs> Alas, poor Banquo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll stop. <laughs> you know, the Scottish play? What? <laughs> the one you can't talk about. <laughs> oh, you mean Macbeth? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I want to thank everybody for watching this uh, or listening this fine evening. And, uh, you know, definitely tune in next time. Uh, same bat time, same bat channel. Ooh, that's catchy. That doesn't get old. I just love <laughs> Same bat time, same bat channel. Uh, Brandon, where do you like people interacting with you? Um, if you want to come over on Facebook, check out the Powers Combined group. Uh, it's a group for geeks who just uh, like to share info and, and memes and jokes, have fun. Our number one rule is don't be a jerk. If you violate it, you will be booted uh, immediately. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Brandon's Powers and on Instagram at This Brandon Has Powers. Uh, you can find me uh, every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Dorkening Wednesday show. Uh, and uh, I've been doing this show. Uh, obviously, I'm here. If you've checked it out for the first time, then guess what? This is the same three people you're going to hear from every week. Uh, no shots. Unless we there. have a guest. Unless we have a guest. Strap it. <laughs> Fucking just wait for it. You're going to love it. I hope we hope. No, you're going to love it that. Yeah. I'm making a statement. You're going to love it. Uh, and then uh, we are also working on another podcast. Uh, 
which hopefully uh, you you check out as well, called Comics Paradox, where uh, the, the three of us uh, talk about alternate reality tales uh, like Elseworlds and, and What Ifs from DC and Marvel, as well as um, some other series and, and miniseries that we'll be looking at as we as we move right along. Uh, lots of Batman stories that we cover in that as well. Um, but yeah, uh, that's that's what we've been doing. So, you know, check that stuff out. Keep your eyes peeled. Justin. So a couple places to check me out. You could check me out in the Epic Shells Facebook group. You could check me out the uh, Epic Tales from the Sewers podcast at Geek Life HQ for the Geek Life HQ podcast or just uh, wherever you find uh, fine dorkening products. And uh, speaking of dorkening, uh, for me, just Google Leo Pond. But more importantly, I want you to follow these awesome people. And uh, I run a little thing called the Dorkening Podcast Network. We got about 40 shows on the network. A lot of awesome people doing a lot of awesome stuff. Make sure you check everybody out. Head on over to thedorkening.com, which you can see all the shows there. And uh, with that, have a good one. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>